3: Four seven Drive radio is made possible by the member shops of Colorado select auto care centers. To find one near you, go to drive radio.com. Now, drive radio on KLZ five sixty.
4: All right, rush to read. Or- <laughs> Screwed up. Don't do that very often. (laughs) Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it very much. And producer Ann said thank you for the kudos. And yes, Ann, you did a great job. So we appreciate that very much. Lines are open, by the way, 303-477-5600. Got a text message in. that. By the way, this is a good question. So let me answer this one really quick. Uh, Transmission fluid question. 2017 GMC 6-liter gas engine. The 6L90 transmission has this transmission service regularly. But each time he gets it back, the fluid is always sitting on the ad line. The dealer says that uh, that's where it should be. I have checked it hot and cold. It's always the same. It will hold another quart to get it to the full line. Should I top it off or just let it sit on the ad line?
5: Steve, I'll I, leave this one for you. Personally, I would say you would add it. I would, too. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not a full quart. Maybe put a half in and I would, check I it would again. Get,
4: yeah, I would get it up to that mark, though. Yeah. I, I mark is I, there full for is a full. reason.
5: Full is full. Full is full. <laughs> so,
4: so if you're listening to us, yes, I would fill that one up to the full mark where it says it's supposed to and, be and
5: why are we servicing and why are we not flushing it
4: good question why are we not flushing it because if you flush it the same amount's going right back in yeah and top our, it off our, and the our same machines goes are back so in. good it's now perfect.
5: if i want to put in a half a quart more i just it's all set and,
4: so there yeah. you go and, and if you have any questions that by the way give steve a call at gino's and uh, he'll take care of you uh, jersey joe what's going on
6: hey john i got a question about flathead engines but just uh a comment on transmission fluids. Uh, last year, to, we went through this on my Durango. They want some ridiculously expensive transmission yes, fluid. Yes,
4: they do. Uh, on yours, they do. Not, on that one, they did. Yes. It.
6: Yeah, it's not the stuff you get in uh, Walmart. So just, I, I don't know how important it is, but uh, very. I talked very. to I talked to Extreme Auto, and they said, "Yeah, no, you can't use any old nope. transmission fluid.
4: You cannot. Um, that so, is correct."
6: So just so your listeners know, just if you got one, is that unique to just Dodges or No, there's a lot it? of
4: vehicles, Joe, that are that way where that transmission fluid is very specific for that particular transmission. And I don't want to say every manufacturer is that way, but there are a... Let's just say this: There's getting to be more and more and more of them to where they're requiring a specific fluid for that transmission, and it's no longer you know just Dex whatever for that transmission or a you know you know Ford used to use the you know ATF plus or the you know the F and this this that and the other. No, those days are gone.
6: Okay, right. just the, just a warning for your listeners. But anyway, so John, I'm an engineer, but what is a flathead engine, and how does it differ from a modern engine? I just never was educated
4: on that. So, a flathead engine, the reason I call it a flathead is because the valves and the valve train is in the block itself. There is no head per se. The head itself literally is just a bolt onto the top to seal up the combustion chamber, but the valves itself, Joe, are in the block versus the head, as in the overhead valve engine.
6: Gotcha. All right, I see. Said the blind man.
4: Okay. Okay. And and (laughs) the reason why they and they were very popular back in the day because they were very simple to make. Henry Ford, you know, really was kind of the I don't want to say the inventor of it, but he was the inventor of the flathead V-eight engine. There were no other flathead. You know, there were another V8 engines, period, at that point in time. He was the inventor of the V8 engine. It was a flathead. And it was was simplistic. I mean, it's a simplistic engine to design and build. And keep in mind, back then with the casting, and you would know this, the the casting and what they had the ability to do just wasn't as sophisticated as it is today. But when the small-block Chevy especially came out, being a small, compact, overhead valve engine, it really changed the entire world. Granted, there was overhead valve engines, you know, prior to that, but that Chevrolet V8 engine, uh, that they came out with in 55 really did change the whole the whole way V8 engines were done.
6: Yeah, now that you mention it, when I was uh, working my grandparents' uh, ranch upstate New York when I was a teenager, uh, grandfather had an Army surplus 1947 Willis Jeep, yep. or the Jeep, and that's exactly what it had in it.
4: That would have okay. had a flathead. Yeah, and, they, and believe it or not, those yep. were called, this is weird on a Jeep, the flatheads were L-head engines, you know, L-engines, and the... Overhead valve engines were F heads, so even though the you would think F meant flathead, uh, it didn't. L heads were flatheads, <laughs> F heads were overhead valve.
6: All right, no, that uh, thank you. I mean, I've uh, you know, at my advanced stage here, I've, I just never had the explanation as to what was the difference, and that, and I'm always looking to learn something new, so that clears it up for me. There you, you me. go.
4: And I, you know what, when I think about it, Joe, I've some of mine. There's some part at home in the shop. I'll take a picture and send to you. <laughs>
6: Love it. Love to see it. So I'll do thank
4: it. You. I'll do it, Joe. Take care, man. Appreciate it very much. Wayne in Nebraska is next. Wayne, go ahead, sir.
7: Yeah, uh, I have two vehicles. I have an a 86 Dakota four-speed okay. pickup, and then I have that '80, uh, that 80, no, 80, uh, excuse me, 87, and then I have that 86 uh, van that I'll usually call in and your talk Astro, about. yeah. My Astro, yeah. Uh, what's the kind of the specifications? Because I want to switch eventually. First of all, before winter, uh, the van over to uh, synthetic, and then later the the Dakota.
4: Both of those should just ten thirty would be fine. Full ten thirty synthetic would be fine.
7: Is that a thinner oil?
4: Then what what are you running now?
7: Is conventional.
4: Not necessarily. I mean the weight is the weight. Doesn't matter whether it's conventional or synthetic. Uh the synthetic will be thinner when it's cold, but overall same you know, same viscosity. You know, ten 10 ten
7: thirty. Is that a failure if you put synthetic in an engine that leaks a little bit, you'll it'll leak more?
4: Uh there's a lot of guys out there that will tell you that but I've never experienced that personally.
7: So if you just uh normal normal well it's a pretty good engine. Uh, and it's pretty tight, so uh, if I switch that over to synthetic, should be fine. Uh, now, we'll now, now to... Wayne, they do
4: make, and a lot of companies, uh, Mobile One, Valvoline, and so on, they make what they call a high-mile synthetic oil. It will have a little bit more of a seal swelling component to it. Where if you're worried about leaks or things like that, you can run a high-mile oil, and they work fine for that. That's what they've. That's the only difference is they just put a little additive in it that helps the the seal swell up a little bit. That's all
7: is that a synthetic uh, yes it is uh, sure is okay uh, uh what uh uh let's see well uh, anyway i was going to take it in and have it have it uh serviced and put a synthetic in it and, sure. re- and try that out and, and most
4: service centers works. will have high mile oil high mile oil kicking around if you want to go that route they could do that as well their cost okay, is not much what, different at all wayne
7: what is it? What is the idea of putting that uh, BG, uh, MO something?
4: M O A, it's an additive yeah. that just prolongs the the add packs, if you would, in the oil. That's what they're doing with the M O A. That's probably the the simplest is explanation. A,
7: is that a necessity for for synthetic oil? That M O A. It, it's not a.
4: It's not. It's never. A necessity. I know Chris from BG might argue with me, but you know it's never a necessity. I want to make sure I say that correctly. But does it help? And is it great added insurance? Absolutely, it is.
7: Well, I'm sure it do that. Yeah, I just wondered.
4: But you know, I, I would I would be hard pressed to say it's a necessity. Uh, but I I would highly recommend it. Let's just say it that way.
7: Don't don't use. Uh, do not use. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, the mixed oil. I don't like
4: semi-synthetic. At that, I mean, if you're going to run semi-synthetic, you might as well just run, you know, one or the other. As far as I'm concerned.
0: But the weight will be the same. Yes, weight is weight. That doesn't change.
4: Doesn't matter if it's conventional, semi-synthetic, or full synthetic. Weight is weight. Viscosity is viscosity.
7: And uh, and those vehicles that far back is is were made for synthetic, right? Basically.
4: Not necessarily in '86 and '7, but you can run synthetic in them. No problem.
7: Okay, okay. That's Basically, what I want to know. There you go. And I know it's quite. quite it's more expensive for the synthetic. It is. You know, trying kind to of get it all. Yes,
4: that's uh, correct.
7: But do they make? Do 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 they make? Uh, is it other synthetics other than just mobile?
4: Oh yeah, everybody's got a synthetic now. I mean, even even we were talking earlier about the Kirkland, the Costco brand. So yeah, most everybody's got a synthetic yeah, brand.
7: It's basically, or all the oils from the same plant.
4: So. In a lot of cases, yeah. I mean, there are more than one oil manufacturers out there, but there's not as many as all of the brands on the market. Let's just say it that way. That's probably the best way for me to explain that.
7: Well, you figure uh, people get their gasoline from the same plant.
4: For for the most part, we've got – I can't remember the exact amount of refineries in the country, but yes, they they are coming out of – the re- and, and there are different ad packs that go in for the top-tier yeah, fuel right. versus oil, non right, and so right, on. Right. Oil is much yeah. the same way, Wayne. You know, Some of the companies are yep. specking things out a little bit differently with their oil, so even though the same manufacturer is making it, it is to their specification. Shocks are another example of that. There's only a handful of major shock manufacturers in the world. Everybody else's shock out there is typically made to the specification they want by that company.
7: So, what kind of money are you looking at when you have a synthetic oil change?
5: Oh, you know, uh, for me, it's sixty bucks. 50, I don't do that anywhere. So for for, that for both those labor? cars, about sixty dollars.
7: Include labor. Yeah. Okay, because I have to take mine into a shop to do it.
5: Yep. So. yep. that—that's
7: okay. Okay.
8: What I would sure charge
5: enough. one of my customers coming in with those. All cars. right, Wayne, appreciate it very much. Bruce,
4: up in Minnesota, Bruce, how you doing?
8: Oh there you go. Don't you know? You bet you Don't you know <laughs> Temperatures are uh in the mid thirties today. Any uh, snow yet? Years ago.
7: Uh
8: not now. We got uh a dusting to three inches uh during deer, deer season, but we're uh we're good to go now. Okay. All right. Um yeah. Uh, I was the one that sent you the text about the deer.
4: Oh, I know. I was. I was laughing. Steve and I both were. It's like you know. It's for everybody listening. Uh, Bruce, give the story real quick so that I don't have to re, re you know, rehash it. Just tell, tell us what uh, happened.
8: Okay, I was uh, just finishing up um, cutting up a deer that my neighbor had hit last night with his company truck. His second deer he hit wow. in a year with his company truck. Wow. And then I got into the house and uh, heard you talking about wildlife and that. And uh, out, out this away, um, they, they tell everybody when you get your license or or renew, if you see animals, don't swerve, just hit it. Yeah. It's cheaper. Yeah. Uh, my other neighbor has got a very old Ford Exploder. That's what he calls it. Uh, he has hit and has hit. Five deer in the past four years, five years. Three of them he hit. Two of them ran into his the side of his vehicle.
5: Jeez. Oh, really? They hit. Yeah. They hit him. They hit
8: him. Yeah. <laughs> they hit him. Yeah. He worked nights uh down in like, and that's about thirty-five miles from here, and uh farmland and and woods. So, so yeah. So Viking
4: Packer game tomorrow. Who who's who you're rooting for there, Bruce?
8: Go Broncos! <laughs> ah,
4: good one. Good answer. Good answer, Bruce.
5: And the Broncos won't
4: lose you know, a, tomorrow. Uh, yeah, it's a bye week. They actually have a chance of winning for a change.
8: Well, it, it doesn't. I don't know what what team is going to show up and play a full game, or if they're going to show up and take the second half off. I don't yeah, either, I don't.
4: Bruce. We don't know. As you know, we it's, have we have problems. Let's just say that. Yeah. Anyways. But
8: uh, yeah, with the deer up here, we can get. Uh, We can harvest a buck and get, you know, if we get bonus tags, we can get two does. So there are quite a few deer up this
4: way. Uh, Yes, there are. When they're handing out that many tags, that shows you how many there are. Yes. Yep. Yes. Good Uh, point.
8: Yeah. Now I get to the the meat of the thing. Uh, I missed the other day when you were talking about tires because I was sitting in a tree watching uh, some does dance around. I hadn't got my buck yet. And uh, I'm wondering on that 2020-3500 I got, what would be a good snow tire for up, up this neck of the woods?
4: That's a dually, right? No. That's no. a single wheel?
8: Yeah. Now, I have been, uh, when I, before I traded the F-150 and I had a good pair of snow tires on it, but I got stuck to my driveway. Hmm. <laughs> That was a couple of years ago, two, three years ago. We had uh, a good storm where we got, oh, I don't know, eighteen, twenty-four inches mm-hmm. of snow, and mm-hmm. trying to get out, I got stuck in my own driveway. Wow! Uh, uh,
4: on my fleet trucks, was, Bruce and we, you know, you know what we do? We push snow, do all sorts of things with them. We've been running the Toyo uh, uh, All Terrains. You know, the Toyo All Terrains have been a good tire for us. We've we've had good luck mileage wise. They work good in the snow, and, and all that. So we, we've had very good luck with those.
8: Okay, and what I'm thinking is is to take the uh, the street tires off and then yep. Uh, good idea. For the eight the,
4: the AT2s, uh, and, which which is what we've been running, work great. AT2. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. And we and have the same vehicle you about, have, and they work great.
8: Okay, now you're talking about uh, oil in that today. I I've, I've been going to the dealership and just getting a regular oil change, It's cost a oh. Uh, little bit over a hundred bucks yeah so um, yeah that one's got 14 quarts the, or so so yeah and they put on there you know either three months or uh the mileage i've no. been going the mileage
4: no you yeah you don't need that it's a diesel you got 14 quarts bruce you could go ten thousand miles no problem on that one
8: really yes i don't know Should why I they're putting three the in
4: there you don't need to change every three not even close
8: Okay, should I do the synthetic then? Or?
4: I would. I think I re- I think on yours it's required. They better be putting it in.
8: I don't know. It's... I used to be one of them guys that threw a rope over a tree and pulled an engine in the in the backyard. But... <laughs> what is yours but a 2019 be... or
4: 2020? I don't remember.
8: 2020.
4: 2020. And it's a it's a uh, 3500, right? Correct. I'm pretty sure. In fact, I I would I'm looking it up as we speak. I'll have to take a break and come back and probably give you the final answer. But I am almost 100% positive that that's got to be uh, that that's got to be synthetic 1540.
8: Because I'm I'm still going to the dealerships to do it. Uh, I don't. There are a lot of garages around, but uh, I'm not not real sure about you know going to a. a
4: and up there, I, yeah, up there, I don't know what to tell you. Actually, that's 10:30 syn or sorry, that's 10:30 synthetic in it, not not 15:40, 10:30 okay. on that one. And and I and I'm okay. sorry, I always have to look those up because on the diesels they they change those in in certain years. But yeah, you need to be running a full synthetic in that. And it is tw- sorry, it's okay. 12 quart capacity, not 14, 12 quarts.
8: Still okay. 10,000 miles, uh, you'd be fine. Okay, and then uh, one last thing. Uh- When I go up to the VA up there, uh, I'll fill up, and I'll check my mileage and reset the uh, mile gauge. Mm -hmm. And I can get at 72 on the interstate. There's silly out here. I don't know. I can't do 75. It's 70. But at 72 going up there, I'll get uh, 24 pushing 25 miles to the gallon. Wow. Way better than I am. Wow. The same route back. It all of a sudden it just starts to go down, and by the time I get back to the house, it's like eighteen point four.
4: Must be some hills or something, Bruce. Hmm. I can't nope. get near that it, in any of the mountains we own. Not even close.
8: Well, yeah, being being back in the in the foothills and that, yeah, I can understand that. And the traffic you got, right. you know, we had we talk about traffic. I almost uh, I almost turned around and went home. I got a stop sign at the end of the, the street there. <laughs> I had to wait for a car and a tractor one day. Oh, (laughs) boy. Oh, my goodness. I just about went home.
4: That's good. (laughs) I got got to run to break. Bruce, appreciate it very much. No, full synthetic, 1030, and you can go 10,000 miles on that one, no problem. Derek and Parker, hang tight. We'll come right back to you. I know I'm behind on a break. We'll catch up. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560.
9: At Napa Auto Parts, we've been the most trusted name in auto parts for over 80 years. Probably because we've never stopped looking for ways to make the great parts we sell even better. It's a commitment to quality you'll find in every one of our 310,000 parts. Napa, get the good stuff. With over 125 locations in Colorado, Southern Wyoming, and Western Nebraska, there's only one place to get the good stuff, Napa Auto Parts.
1: Make your life more convenient. You just found out that in order to install a new appliance in your home, you need a new electrical panel. Your current panel isn't safe or energy efficient, so it can't support the additional load absolute electrical heating and air makes an inconvenient situation simpler the live chat feature at absolutefix.com stays active 24 7 365 so you can schedule your estimate with a real human being at midnight on a saturday you get a two-hour time window for your appointment so you don't need to wait around all day for a technician to arrive 30 minutes before your appointment, you get a text message with a photo and a bio of your technician so you know who's coming into your home. Then, 15 minutes after they leave, you get a phone call asking how they could have provided an even better experience. Make your life easier. Schedule an estimate with Absolute Electrical Heating and Air at AbsoluteFix.com. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air.
4: Classic car insurance is not created equal. Some insurance companies won't offer you insurance at all, and if they do, it's most likely not the right coverage. If you have an accident or theft, do you know if your current company will cover your classic or modern hot rod for its total value? Do you know that some companies put limits on how many miles you can drive in a given year? Paul Leuenberger has been selling insurance for the past 18 years, and knows the ins and outs of the insurance industry. American National Insurance has a division called Chrome Insurance that is specifically tailored toward people like you chrome stands for classic antique or modern classic hot rod or street rod replica or kit car original unrestored modified or custom exotic rare or unique and in excess of a hundred thousand dollars in appraised value don't insure your special car with anyone else get the best coverage at the best price by calling paul today or find him on our website drive-radio.com that's drive-radio.com
2: It will protect your engine and your pocketbook. Find a shop now. Go to PG. findashop.com. All right, Drive
4: Radio, KLZ 5, 6, 60. Uh Derek is up next. Derek and Parker, welcome, sir.
10: Hey, thanks for having me on the radio show. Um, quick question. Um, I have a 2012 GMC, I'm sorry, Chevy Suburban, and I just replaced the oil pressure sending unit. Okay. Mm-hmm. That sensor on the back side of the engine. Yep. And um, because I had the check engine light, the gauge was going all over crazy, all that stuff. Well, I ended up replacing it, and it's still doing the same problem. I'm wondering, is there maybe a ground that I'm missing or something like that that might be causing it to me to think that it's a sensor when it's something else?
5: There are a lot of little problems with that particular system. That needs some diagnosing. I think the first thing actually is if you can put a mechanical gauge on there. I know it's a pain because you have to pull that back out and put that in, but that's kind of where I would start. Because agree, we also have problems with dashes on those cars. A lot of the GMs, so we you could have a dash that's not reading right too. So, you, uh, but normally there's not a to answer your question. No, there's not like a ground or anything. Um, okay. You, you've got to you've got to find out which way you want to go in the road. Is it is it a mechanical issue or is it a electrical issue? Um, and they exactly. do have some problems with both. In fact, if I remember right, there's like a little screen or something that's in the bottom of that sensor yeah. that you're supposed to yep, pull but out. Yeah, I
6: swapped out the
10: screen. Yep. Okay,
5: good, good. That was uh, another thing I remember uh, about that one. But that, yeah, that. And did you do a good? Uh, did you get a good uh, sensor too? By the way.
10: Yeah, I went and got a Napa product. Okay. Uh, Napa's private label or whatever. So.
5: Okay. Because they, they are a little particular about that too. And, uh, and 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 uh, that would be the the thing I would probably do first. And that's where I would direct you if I was if I was going to diagnose it. Uh, I would put a regular gauge. Let's see where we're really reading. Yeah, and agree. And go from there. And make that okay. match. And, and and yeah, it should be reading. do yep. you should be matching. Yeah.
10: Okay. All right. Well, after the fun that I had trying to get in the very back of that, oh, yeah, truck. it's
4: tight. Yeah, it's a downside to a Chevy. They're tight. Yeah, that's a bad one.
10: Well, what's weird is the I, I own a an 04 Sierra, mm-hmm. the six liter, and it's there is more room back in the O four. Yes, than there, there was. Right
4: now. Yeah, the cab was different, as you Focus know. That. Cab configuration. Yeah. Yep. So, exactly. all right. Well, nope. You're right. I wish it was something
10: easy like a ground, but I appreciate it.
4: Thank yeah. you, Derek. Appreciate it very much. Dave and Thornton is next. Dave, go ahead.
11: Hey, I had a question on a Cadillac. Uh, I got a friend who's got a 2013 uh, Cadillac SRX four, and uh, yesterday, it just happened, just yesterday. She called me and said, hey, my car won't start, blah, blah, blah. So I'm trying to diagnose it over the phone. And it ended up being that her battery went dead. Mm -hmm. And she didn't get any kind of indication, no...
4: On the key fob, uh, you mean?
11: No, uh, on the actual vehicle. Oh, the battery on the
4: vehicle went dead. Okay, got it. Yeah,
11: yeah. and it it went completely dead. She didn't get any indication on uh, the the dash. Mm -hmm. She didn't get any kind of trouble code, nothing. It just died. yep Uh, Could that possibly happen without... You, uh, notifying you, hey, we got low voltage or
5: something? Sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Very common. Yeah. It sure. just seems like oh, one right. day it's yeah, just good. Boom, all sudden. Yeah. they gone overnight. It, they, they, what do they call it? Sulfating? Where they the, 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 the plates kind of get shorted out internally inside the battery?
4: My 2012 okay. Corvette, you know, I had to do that on it, I don't know, a couple of years ago. I don't even drive the car, Dave. It sits on a tender all the time. It just shows you, even with age, you know, as time goes by, yeah, exact same thing.
11: Okay, cool. Uh, another quick question. Another friend who's got the same kind of car, exact same year, everything else. He got new hearing aids and he put, he put them on and he walked out to his car and the car would not unlock. So he, he was trying to diagnose it himself and everything else. Finally went back inside, left his cell phone and took off his hearing aids, went back out and now the car would unlock and mm. start.
4: Hmm.
11: Is there any kind of – or have you guys heard of any – First,
4: I've never heard of that, but what would come to mind would be, first of all, make sure the battery in the key fob is strong. I'd put new batteries in it and retest that. My gut feeling is his phone and the Bluetooth and some of the things that are going on there is interfering with the communication on the car side.
11: Okay. And and if the battery is not
4: strong enough to overcome that, that would make sense, yes.
11: Okay. And so that's probably the same next follow-up question I had is, I've got a 2015 Genesis, and that also happened to me. But how it happened to me was um, if I put my cell phone in the same pocket that I've got the key fob, it will only unlock the driver door. It won't unlock any other doors.
2: Really?
4: Yeah, it's interfering as well. Yeah. We we don't realize how many waves are actually floating around us at any given time, Dave. But think about it. I mean, there's... thousands literally around us at any given time and yeah you wonder at some point when is there going to be too many of these on, on All the different frequencies yeah. that are there that are going to start, you know Really, you know, just kind of laying on top of one another as, as Steve just said you're experiencing it now. It's happening
11: Yeah, well and then you know not not to be a conspiracy theorist, but if I may what is going on with this 4g 5g? I mean, you know, is there possibly something to that? You know that that you do you read about here about that no. How is that affecting our brainwaves waves? They say it is, although
4: I've done a bunch of studying on that, Dave, on both sides, and I don't think so. It's just another, you know, it's just another, you know, frequency band. Now There's folks out there that will tell you that it's more powerful and it's a shorter distance and so on and so forth. And while all that is true, you keep in mind, we've been using, you know, two-way communications on all sorts of other bands for eons now. I mean, literally our entire lifetimes, all of us that are listening right now, our lifetimes, we've been doing this. And we've had much, much more powerful signals going out. Uh, during that time, and, and you know, is it causing some of the issues that we have, health-wise, and so on? That I have no answers for, Dave. I can't answer. But is 5G gonna kill us? No.
11: Yeah, no. I was I was just trying to be a little funny about
4: that. No, I you, to... you know, you. I mean, there's a lot of people that thought 5G was the, you know, was COVID and all of that. And, and no, <laughs> not even, not even close. But yeah. but you know, Dave, there are some. You know, seriously, there are some serious concerns about some of these ways we've got going on, 5G being one of them, and the amount of power that's there. And I, I will tell you this, I'm, I'm a guy that I don't think, and I'm not a big... I, mean, I, I typically will talk on the phone on speaker. I rarely use a, an earpiece. I rarely put it up to my head. I mean, my brother just passed away from brain cancer last April. I mean, is there some things to some of that? You know, I, I'm not a conspiracy guy, but... I'm is there a chance? Yeah, I think there is. I wouldn't be
5: surprised someday if they said that.
4: Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. not I'm not throwing that out the window, Dave, at all. So, I mean, are, are you completely off your rocker? No, I think a lot of this can contribute to those things. It's just, you know, how do we get around all of it? That's the hard part.
11: Yeah, yeah. And, and you, you would think with all the engineering that a lot of these auto companies, they would anticipate something like, everybody's got a cell phone now.
4: Well, I, g- I think what you're going to see here in the not-too-distant future, it's already happening, is your cell phone will be the key fob. It's already coming. It's already I mean, here. It should have been. Yeah, yeah it, it'll be here in the not-too-distant future. It, in a lot of vehicles, it already is, Dave. You won't carry a key fob with you. you have your cell phone, and that's it.
11: And, and uh, the, the phone will uh, tattletail on you when yep. the, uh, you uh, don't get your – uh, COVID shot or your speeding yep. or whatever.
4: Well the speeding thing's already being done through the black box on every car out there, which most people don't realize there is one on there, but there is. It's already tattling on you already. Yeah. for, for example, that ball player down in Vegas that killed the lady when he was driving 130 miles an hour, they knew all, they knew exactly how fast he was going when the airbags went off, Dave. Yeah. So they know, trust me, that's already being that's that's there. That's a given. It's done. That 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 <laughs> you know that ship sailed. That's that's long gone. All right. So, uh, no, great uh, comments, by the way, Dave. I appreciate it very much. Let's take another time out. Uh, Vic and Thornton, Paul and Cheyenne, you guys hang tight. We'll come right back. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560.
12: Rates are low, but are you still paying too much interest? Why continue to pay most of your interest up front like a conventional loan when you can use the asset manager to save thousands in unnecessary interest costs? Take AIM, affordable interest mortgage, 720 895 0500. The asset manager is a simple interest loan which means when your payoff decreases, your payment decreases, and so does your interest. Our clients are paying off their home in half the time. They're not changing their spending habits, and they have access to their equity for 30 years, even after it's paid off. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Think about it. This simple interest loan allows you to own your home faster, Access your equity for 30 years, which means never having to refinance over and over and over again to pay off debts or for home improvements. No more requalifying. No more additional costs. Call 720-895-0500, Affordable Interest Mortgage, and see for yourself. You're in control, not the bank. NMLS 298191, regulated by door equal credit lender. At
9: Napa Auto Parts, we've been the most trusted name in auto parts for over 80 years. Probably because we've never stopped looking for ways to make the great parts we sell even better. It's a commitment to quality you'll find in every one of our 310,000 parts. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters, to the patented damping mechanism on our drive belt tensioners, to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And NAPA parts are covered by a warranty that's good at any of our 6,000 NAPA auto parts stores nationwide. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store. But at NAPA, we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. To find the NAPA auto parts store nearest you, go to NAPAonline.com. NAPA. Get the good stuff. With over 125 locations in Colorado, Southern Wyoming, and Western Nebraska, there's only one place to get the good stuff, Napa Auto Parts.
13: J.C.'s 4x4 has been Denver's premier Land Rover independent service facility since 2005. With all of today's latest off-road technology, J.C.'s British and 4x4 is a Land Rover specialty shop. Not only do they service, but they will also outfit and restore your vehicle. The dedicated staff and attention to detail make J.C.'s British your one-stop shop for your Land Rover or 4x4 adventures. J.C.'s British and 4x4 is committed to quality and excellence, whether taking your kids to school or hitting the back roads for adventure. No matter what Rover, you own from the newest Discovery and Range Rover to an older Defender or Series truck. We can help you maintain, repair, or modify your vehicle. When you're tired of paying dealer prices and only given limited options, call J.C.'s British and 4x4 to service and customize your Land Rover or 4x4. Call J.C.'s British and 4x4 right now at 720-586-4756. That's 720-586-4756. Or go to jcbritish.com
2: your next oil change could change the life of your vehicle forever if you think that's a tall order maybe you've been getting the wrong oil change a bg performance oil change bg comes with a lifetime of engine and fuel system coverage and something else peace of mind where do you find it find a shop in your neighborhood at bgfindashop.com that's bgfindashop.com because an oil change that offers a lifetime of peace of mind is a change
9: worth making
2: bg
4: All right, Drive Radio KLZ five sixty. Thanks for joining us, Wayne and Greeley. You're next, Wayne. What's going on?
0: Good morning, John. Uh, I first to admit that I don't know much about four wheel drives, uh, and I know you know a lot.
4: That's okay.
0: <laughs> I uh, I got this ninety five K fifteen hundred, and it's it's a great pickup. Except there's little things here and there mm-hmm. that I'm trying to tighten up. Sure. And um, I noticed the other day when it gets warmed up, and I'm sitting there idling it sounded to me like it was a rotor inside a distributor cat clicking, just click, 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 click. And um, I got my stethoscope out and checked everything, and it wasn't in the engine. Co- well, it was kind of in the back of the engine compartment. So I spoke to a guy that has done a little work on the truck for me, and he's telling me that some, I, I thought he said an actuator maybe or something for that four-wheel drive system, and there's supposed to be two of them. One towards the front and then one towards the back, and its they replaced the front one a while back, but he I, said it was that thing. Can you tell me what that would be and if it's a big job?
4: Uh, well, let's back up. First of all, is it got a lever on the floor to put it into four-wheel yes. drive, or does it have a yes. push button?
0: No, it's got the lever. Okay,
4: then it only has one actuator on the front axle. He's wrong in that.
0: Okay. So well, there's, wow, I still And,
4: don't and know by what? the way, that one doesn't ever click. That one is a, it's actually a thermo uh, actuator is the way they work. So when you actually put it into four-wheel drive, it tells the front axle shift motor, I guess what you would call it. It's not really, it's an actuator, not a motor. It actually heats fluid up and pushes a plunger in, and that's what actually engages the front axle on that truck.
0: Okay, well, I've had it in four-wheel drive before. Yeah, it'll
4: never make noise, is my point. Never make noise.
0: Oh, it shouldn't make noise. It never will. Well, it's I not don't know designed this, to. Like I say, this noise backer is coming mm-hmm. right from the firewall area and it just sounds that's, like... That's coming out of
4: the... I can tell you. That's coming out of the heater, door, blend door area. Those were very, very well known for making a click, 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 click. click either when you were starting it and or shutting it off and initially when it first started running, they would make that clicking noise. It's very common uh, on those.
0: This one it it just sits there and does it all the time when it's sitting there idling when it's warmed up
4: yeah that should it should go away but that's in that area wayne that's a very common problem it's on in those. the
0: heater area yes
4: then. that's why you're hearing it in the firewall
0: okay and replacing the heater motor is not going to help it in probably
4: not it's probably that door actuator in there that's making that noise well, that's, yeah, that's I, fairly easy to, to do uh, i got to
0: replace the heater motor too and i'm fixing You do could that do that anyway. and
4: do that actuator at the same time they're not hard to do
0: Okay, well, I'll have to look at. It. I'm not. Uh, but that's dexterous. where that
4: noise is most likely coming from.
0: Okay, well, I, I thought it was a distributor, but my no. uh, my trusty stethoscope said no. There's no noise. And a distributor out of it. would
4: be running around super fast. I mean, it, it's going to make a lot more noise if it's if it's coming out of there than what that heater will make.
0: Well, this one just sounds like it's a real steady clicking noise, like you know a cog going around and around is what it sounds like yep
4: that's that's, that's, what, that's really what's happening that's too. what they do yeah <laughs> exactly yeah that's
0: exactly yeah. right okay well i'll get in there and tear that up okay there. I, I might have to find somebody a little more dexterous than i am to get <laughs> yeah to
4: that. yeah they're or, a little tough as, as far as that goes
0: yeah okay thank you Wayne, ben, thanks John, as always
4: her. man appreciate it yeah man i haven't worked on one of those forever i owned several of those back in the day so it's kind of why i know that truck fairly mm-hmm. well and Owned numerous of those. I think I still have one or two of those left kicking around the yard somewhere. So, Uh, Jay, you're up next, sir.
14: Hi. How are you doing? Good, sir. And uh, uh, I'm going to clarify something we were talking about 30 minutes ago about the designation of the engines. Sure. And so the, uh, the flathead that Ford built and Briggs and Stratton early on and everybody else, was called an L-head. Mm-hmm. That's correct. And you, and you think of that as the block being the base of the L, and the two Ls would be valves, side by each, intake and exhaust.
4: Right, right.
14: So the next engine up is the Willis, and that's called an F-head. Right. And that is pictured as one valve on top of another, and that translates to... Of a valve one valve in the head and one in the block right okay so it's not an overhead and it's not and yeah, it's, it's a not combo a yeah, yeah it's a combo okay and so that was clarification for the gentleman who called
4: makes sense and, um, yeah
14: and and because i'm Uh, older than your dad. (laughs) We won't hold
4: that against you, Jay. We appreciate that, actually. I know,
14: but I just wanted to make sure everybody understood. There's a third choice, the overhead valve, uh, and that's the hybrid of F-head. So on that note, we'll wish you uh, uh, what I tell everybody is a meaningful thanksgiving
4: day well thank you jay appreciate it very much happy thanksgiving to you as well great clarification he's right and by the way i should have added that i forgot about that third where it was half and half uh again this is to jay's point way before i mean i worked on a bunch of those uh back because i did a bunch of jeep work in that and that's why my familiarity there but i i'll be the first to tell you that i've never worked on flathead fords or anything along those lines it just wasn't in my repertoire of things that i worked on even even early on i mean i started working on cars in about 76 77 ish roughly i was about 13 believe it or not yeah i was about 13 years of age 12 13 years of age when really kind of started being around vehicles and technicians and watching what was going on and actually started turning a wrench when i was 14 believe it or not Mm -hmm. so had my own toolbox and things by that point in time and i worked very closely to a A gentleman in our dealership at the time, we did Opals. We had an Opal franchise as well. And so I worked with our Opal technician, and I was his helper for that summer that I was uh, 14 and uh, learned a lot. In fact, by the end of the summer, I could do my own, you know, tune-ups and brakes and all the different things that were involved on Opal maintenance back in the day, oil changes, all Mm -hmm. the easy stuff. And and even, you know, we had manual transmissions and stuff, so I could even help do clutch jobs and all that by the time I was, uh, you know, done with summer and I was 14. And I look back on that and, you know, very, very thankful. Talking about Thanksgiving, very thankful for all those old-time technicians that put up with me as a 14-year-old kid, 13, 14-year-old kid, you know, trying to learn the the trade and the industry. And those guys were, uh, let's just say that they put up with me. There were times where I'm sure I got <laughs> under their skin, as most young kids do, because, you know, I was inquisitive and learning and trying to understand why things did certain things and so on. And they were very gracious and, you know, taught me a lot. And I've, most of you are not gonna uh, probably believe this, but I've never been to automotive school formally in my entire life. I learned from those types of individuals my whole life. I've been to a lot of training classes and things along those lines, which we all, you know, everybody in the industry still does to this day, but I've never been to an auto tech, tech you know, any kind of a diesel, you know, automotive college at all, never, never went down that path. I guess I never had to, I had enough old timers like Jay, who just called in a moment ago that were able to teach me things. Uh, everything from how to set up a differential to how to do a proper brake job to clutch jobs to you know all mm-hmm. the different things that involve engines and the rebuilding of and so on. And keep in mind, I grew up in a time where you actually took a brake shoe and relined it. Relined it
5: and arced them. You arced them and arced <laughs> them, did the whole nine yards. Yeah, I
4: mean, you, you didn't just go buy a set of complete brake shoes. You took the lining and re, you rivet, re-riveted them on yourself and did the whole nine yards. And I mean, I was doing that at age you know, 13, 14 years of age, and you think about that today, and no offense, I don't know too many 13 or 14-year-olds you'd have in the shop, period, you know, doing good to get them to mow the lawn, yeah. let do all that stuff, but I was I was unique and inquisitive yeah. and wanted to be in that world and had watched my dad and uncles and all the different folks, man, I grew up literally from the time I was in diapers on up, I was around all that stuff and was very inquisitive and, and really wanted to see all of that and be a part of it. And it became very much a part of my life. And it's why I'm able to do the things I do here for all of you on a pretty routine basis because it's still very much a part of my life. I love it. I still study it. We've got my own fleet shop plus a shop at home and, you know, just do all these different things all the time. And I'm still very much a part of the industry, even though I don't own a shop and have not for quite some time. But it just gets in your blood and Mm -hmm. you keep doing it. But, yeah, most people don't really believe me when I tell them I've never been to automotive schooling in my life. I didn't have to because the best teachers were guys like Jay.
5: Yeah. And, you know, you learned when you did it, had to do it twice. How many times did I have to redo a, a clutch job? And you job learn or... <laughs> to do it again. And, you
4: know, the, that's un- right.
5: unfortunately, that's a cr- it's a cruel teacher. but It, it is, is a...
4: but you just know never do that again. Yeah, never do that don't, again. Don't put that disc in upside down. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. Drive Radio, KLZ
9: 560. Well. At NAPA, we're always trying to make the great parts we sell even better. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes and every Napa part is covered by a warranty good at any of our 6,000 Napa auto parts stores. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store, but we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. Go to NapaOnline.com for a location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff.
15: In these difficult times, Arvada West Auto & Truck is geared up, servicing and maintaining their customers' vehicles. Throughout the COVID disruption, they still manage to keep their staff busy every day. As a reminder, Arvada West Auto & Truck specializes in electrical, climate control, brakes, tune-ups, emission failures, exhaust, steering, suspension, drivability issues, and maintenance services. Come visit or call Arvada West Auto & Truck. 11752 West 64th Avenue, just west of Sims, or call them at 303-422-1065. You listen to Drive Radio because you have a lot of questions about your car. You have questions about what kind of oil to use, what the best tires are, where to get the best parts. But have you ever asked what will happen to your car after you die? Did you know that if you don't have a will that specifically states what will happen, a probate judge will order your family to split your car evenly? Call Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, right now to set up a free consultation and make absolutely sure that you don't leave anything to chance.
16: repair services offer limited warranties or worse, none at all. You can trust the original Novus pros to stand behind their work with a full refund that you can use towards a windshield replacement for the life of your windshield. Find a Novus location near you by going to our website drive-radio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass, a proud sponsor of Drive Radio.
2: Few things are life-changing. Your wedding day, the birth of a child All right, we're
4: back, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us. Wayne and Greeley, what's going on, sir? Hey,
0: John, I'm sorry to bother you you're again. Fine. You're fine. Talking about these flatheads, uh, that flathead has the combustion chamber in the head also. And um, That's true. Good point. Yeah, yes. I just wanted to point that out. Yes,
4: you're correct, uh, Wayne. You
0: know, Ken's and Leslie that's on here used to do all the hot rodding for the flathead ports, and I was wondering if maybe they still had some stuff laying around that you might nose I... into
4: you know what? I can ask. A great question, you know what,
0: Wayne. They, yeah, because my stepdad took me down there one time, and they had a flathead on the floor, and it had the fancy Edelbrock heads on it and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But they used to hot rod those flathead Fords, Ken uh, Ken's and Leslie did. You're correct. Sold a lot of parts for those things.
4: You know what? I will do some asking, Wayne. I'll find out.
0: Just curious. Anyway, I will find out.
4: You, no, great. I appreciate that. That's a great comment, Wayne. Appreciate that very much. Uh, Sharpie is next. Sharpie, welcome.
17: Hey, how you guys doing? Good. How are you, man? Oh, not too bad. Just uh, chilling a little bit today, but I'm listening to your radio show, and uh, I'm a lot like you. I started out as uh, a little kid in the body shop, and I think it's, uh, it's really, uh, you know, right now we're training a 17-year-old kid right now, and he's doing a real good job. And, you know, I think it's just something people miss out on when I agree. they're
4: younger. Sharpie, I, I, think I think we've done a disservice to our young people by not allowing them to be in that world like you and I were at that young age. We, we really have done them a disservice. We were talking about that before the show today, not to get off on a tangent here, guys. We talk about, you know, school shootings and all those different things. And, Sharpie, I don't know about you, but when I was a kid, that was the farthest thing from your mind because you were working and doing other things.
17: Oh, yeah. You know, we're into cars. We're into uh, – you know, just enjoying learning stuff. Right. And then it's something that you can – to me, it's like my dad gave me a, a better than a college education.
4: Me too. Me too. I and agree, Sharpie. I'm very thankful for that, by know. the way. Very.
17: Yeah, me too. So uh, hopefully we can get some of these younger kids back out there. Well, and, you know what? If there's not a,
4: In my keep, opinion, there's not a better career. I mean, not only can you have a nice living out of it, but, you know, you can get a nice, nice lifestyle – along with it, and, and, you know, have real camaraderie in the, in the industry as well. And, and why we don't have more young people getting into it, I think it's we're doing them a disservice, Sharpie.
17: Yeah, I totally agree. They're definitely missing out, so maybe we can just keep encouraging we'll them uh, you know, to do, to you do it. You keep doing what doing. you're doing
4: as well. You're doing a good job of that, Sharpie.
17: Okay, well, thank you, guys. You betcha, man. Uh,
4: enjoy your show. I appreciate it, Sharpie. Thanks for listening. I know you're faithful, and I appreciate it. Bob, you're next.
18: Yeah, I just wanted to know: Has the price of motor oil gone up dramatically in the
8: last six, to eight months, along with gas prices? Yes. Yeah, no, because I went in and got a jug at Napa their premium oil
18: six months ago
8: for twelve ninety nine on sale, and went back this week. It was on sale and it's seventeen forty nine.
4: Yep. Yeah, oil prices. I mean, that oil you know affects everything from asphalt to tires to the price of groceries, of course, because you know we all buy. You know, you know, f- you know, fuel, and, and that fuel affects every other thing that we buy in life as well. Now, I will say that so far, since the, uh, you know, that that auction went off last week on, you know, out in the Gulf, as far as all the leasing and such goes, we're already down to 70. Uh, today's price is about 75, 76 dollars a barrel. So that's down about six to seven dollars a barrel from a week ago.
18: Okay, well, maybe that'll. Uh, you're going to see prices come
4: down. Is where I'm is where I'm going with that. I mean, again, even though we're not drilling anything, even though there's no been no oil come out of the ground, just the speculation <clears throat> of that will drive the price down.
18: Right, right. Okay. Well, I'm just curious. I've noticed a yes. Pretty dramatically.
4: You are not you're good not worries. imagining that at all, Bob.
18: All right. Well, enjoy your show and have a good Turkey Day.
4: Thank you very much, Bob. You guys do the same. I appreciate it. And uh, man, great phone calls today, guys. I, I really do appreciate it and uh uh it's uh how should i say this it's a joy to be here what sharpie said too about just the education that a lot of us that are in the industry now and what i what i fear is and steve you could comment on this is once not bragging but once guys like us are gone who's going to fill in
5: yeah where are we going to find them who's yeah. taking over yeah but I, i've i've uh, hope for uh, for the youth I do too. I, I've had. There's I've a had lot a, of
4: sharp youth out there.
5: I, I've had. I've had the opportunity of interviewing and meeting some young people coming into the industry. You know that have been in it, and I've. I have a lot of hope. Uh, there are some really good people in it too. That you know. Uh, well, I'll tell you, the ones
4: that are getting into it now have a huge future because they're the few and far between. I mean, literally, they can almost write their own ticket. Those that are getting into it now. Yes. This, they really they, can. And they
2: can,
5: and and they and they they're going to be treated much better than we were. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm not saying we were treated poorly, poorly.
15: <laughs> but I will
4: say that in you know even from a public eye, yes. I think in the future they are going to be looked upon much differently than we were when we were younger. I mean, I can tell you how many different things I've been to events, parties, things like that, even family gatherings where they ask you what you did for a living, mm-hmm. and you tell them, and they would kind of give you this, you know sort of, you know, well, why am I hanging around you yeah, kind yeah. of look, you know.
5: More more respected.
4: There's a lot more, yeah, they're going to be a lot more respected in the future yeah, than, than they that's have. And that's good. No, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a huge plus, that's Steve, good. and you're, you're exactly right about that. So, uh, guys, I, don't forget, uh, does Scott want to join us at all, guys? Is he out there? Does he want to come in and join us? Or is he uh, a sportsman of Colorado's coming up next? We could find out from Scott what's coming on next if he wants to join us, and if not, we'll uh, continue on with that, without that, oh, but here, uh, here he is. Here, here he comes. So, uh, we'll, well, let you, you know what, uh, Scott, how are you, man? I know you. Hang on. We'll let you get to the mic here. I, I, I didn't mean to surprise you, but I just figured if you're standing out to You might as well tell oh, us what's no, going on. Oh no, man,
18: great. great you're to not be normally going.
4: here, so it's good to hear. You. Good to see
18: you. <laughs> we were over in Meeker, uh, Colorado. Uh, I saw a few that. days this nice week. Nice deer, by the way. Got Congratulations, a nice Buck. Man, it good was job. Awesome. And uh, so the rut's going on right now, s- still over there. And boy, I tell yeah, you what, it moisture. has been fun. Yeah. Good. so what's up coming up next well i've got the ferguson family henry ferguson he's with the colorado bow association a great friend of ours and um his whole family hunts nice we're going to kind of talk about that dynamic today of uh, all the benefits of that and uh they've killed some great animals family that hunts together stays together man i'm telling you that'll work and uh and we'll talk about our hunt a little bit in meeker and um yeah we're just going to really be talking about how to you know judging mule deer henry is great at that so when you see one out there hey is that the one you should take? We're going talking it? about right. judging them and all that. A little field prep, taking nice. care of the meat out in the field, and ensure you get and, uh, good taxidermy and good meat and all that back. So nice, it'll be fun.
4: Very so. cool. Well. Sportsman Colorado. Yes, One sir. 1 o'clock. 1 Coming o'clock. Right
18: Coming right up.
4: All right, we're going to get ready to get, get headed out of here. Steve, why don't you give folks your phone number, where oh, you're sure. at, and how they can
5: find you. Oh, my phone number is 303-794-6700, and we're at 3593 West Bowles in Littleton, Colorado. And
4: Been there for about 40 years. Yes. Really 39
5: close. will be in, uh, in May. Will so be almost 40 so. <laughs> years. A long time,
4: guys. Charlie Grimes, our engineer. Larry Unger, of course. Uh, we will not be here next week. We're going to give everybody the day off, so enjoy your Thanksgiving. As I said earlier, we are very, very thankful for our sponsor for the listeners, for everything that happens here at Crawford. Very blessed, by the way, guys, to be a part of all of this. I feel thankful every day. Uh, Thank you for allowing me and Drive Radio, Rush to Reason, Fix It Radio, to be a part of your lives on a daily basis. I mean that sincerely, guys. I really do. Have a great Thanksgiving. Enjoy. We'll see you the week after. Otherwise, Monday, Rush to Reason. That is Denver's Afternoon Rush, but this is KLZ 560.
3: Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com.